Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Oh, I must say there's nothing like home, even if it is a garage. Yeah, well, at this moment, apparently, that's all we have for a home, too. Didn't you sleep at all, dear? Not a wink. Gee, I didn't either. Honestly, with this cold, it seems to me I coughed half the night. Yeah, I know. I heard you, you <laughs> poor thing. Do you think it's too early to call Jack? Well, it's only 6.30 in the morning, dear. I've been waiting to call Betsy over at the Fords and tell her we're back. Look, 6.30 and I'm going to call him. I'm going to call Jack. I can't stand it any longer. What's, what's their number? Oh, uh, Primrose 26391. Oh, by golly, I'm going to call him. Probably won't appreciate being awakened at this hour. Uh, operator, give me... The, Primrose 26391. Uh, Primrose 26391. Why don't you coffee over by the phone? Uh, yeah, coffee no, yes, thanks. Look, you going to drive over to your mother's and get Bobby today? Well, I thought I would. Kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with this new turn of events, shall I say? Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, hello, 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 Ann. Look, Ann, I, yes, it is. I, I, I'm awful sorry. Did I wake you up? Oh, well, you're being very nice. I, I can I can tell that I did. But, look, could I talk to Jack? Yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm waking them both up. Your toast is up. Do you want me to butter it? No, no, I don't want toast right now. You eat it. I, <laughs> Hello, Jack. Jack, listen, I, I'm awful sorry, old man, to wake you up, but I got a real problem here or I wouldn't have... Well, we were. We went down to Florida to a sales convention with Charlie and Madge Bemis, and we flew back last night. I got in at midnight. Yeah, well, all right. Now, look, uh, Mr. Dibble sent us a wire. He's our builder. Yeah. Well, it seems some fellow dropped by here yesterday, and he claims that he owns half our property here. No, 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 no. The man isn't from Florida. I don't know where he's from. He... We just got back from Florida, Jack. Look, that's got nothing to do with it. Now, 
Look, wake up, will you, Jack? I'm... I said it was too early to call him, dear. The guy is a stranger, Jack. At least we haven't met him. And, and he told Dibble that he owned part of this property. Don't you understand? The part, in fact, that our new kitchen and dining room seems to be on. Huh? Oh. Okay, all right, Jack. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Wants me to meet him at his office. What's the matter? Well, I was just thinking, if our kitchen and dining room are on this man's property, as he claims... Will we have to buy the property all over again? Yeah, if we're lucky, let's put it that way. Hasn't it occurred to you that he might not want to sell? Oh, then what happened? I don't know, dear. That is the problem, to put it mildly. Ever have the strange feeling of being followed, although you can't see anyone around? Ever hear a sound in the house which you couldn't identify? Well, then you've been in suspense, hardly daring to breathe until the mystery is explained, the outcome certain. It's stories of moments like these which you hear every weekend on Suspense. One day it may be the tale of a killer stalking the streets. The following Saturday, Suspense may whiz you along with a reckless driver of a defective racing car. But every Saturday now, for drama at its chilling, thrilling best, listen to Suspense. Heard over most of these same CBS radio stations, which also bring you Johnny Dollar, the insurance investigator whose luck with the ladies rivals his gift for getting into and out of dangerous spots. An expense account kited as high as Johnny Dollar's soaring imagination enables him to travel the world looking for fraud and finding it packaged in dramatic dynamite. Listen for Johnny Dollar's latest exploits this Sunday and every Sunday on CBS radio. Now, will you calm down? It's all very well for you to say calm down, Jack, but this guy claims what that he's... What guy? I don't know who he is. I told you this morning on the phone. You called me at 6.30, if I recall. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Jack. I know, I know it was early, but golly, look, I need some legal advice. I, I hardly slept all night. In fact, I didn't sleep at all, if you want to know. We got in at midnight. We went right over to Mr. Dibble, and he now, said... Now, who is Mr. Dibble? The builder, the one who's building our house. Okay, go on. I've got to get the facts straight. And he said... Who said? Mr. Dibble. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Dibble said that this guy came what around... What guy? You know, it's almost impossible to talk to a lawyer. Well, now, look, friend, I've got to get the facts. I wish you'd forget the facts for a minute and listen to the story. Okay, go ahead. Well, all right. Now, look, Mr. Dibble, our builder, was at our, was at our new house, you yeah. understand, when this man, this, this stranger, stopped by and he... This, stranger told Mr. Dibble, he's our builder, that half of our new house was being built on his property. Now, do you get the picture? I get the picture. All right. Well? Well, what? Well, for the love of Mike, what am I going to do about it? I don't see how you can do anything about it until you know just who the man is and what his claims are. Well, I just told you what his claims are. There we sit with a new house, nearly finished. I hope it's nearly finished. And now I, I, I learned that the kitchen and the dining room are on somebody else's property. Yeah, that's very interesting. Interesting? Is that all you got to say? It's interesting? Well, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> I tell you, you lawyers are absolutely impossible. Somebody comes here half out of his mind with worry. You just sit there and you say very calmly, well, that, that's very interesting. What do you want me to do? Well, gee I don't know. That's up to you. You're the lawyer. I'd like you to show some sympathy. Would you feel better if I jumped up and tore my hair and screamed it's an outrage and he can't do it? Uh, you know, that sort of thing. 
Well, yes. Yes, I think I would, Jack. <laughs> well, now, now look here. To begin with, we don't know who the man is. We don't know if he's a crackpot who likes to stir up trouble, which is always possible, or if he is not, if he really has any legal claims. Now, there's no point in getting all excited until we know the facts. Well, what'll I do? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Well, for the love of my... I flew all the way back from Florida yesterday. Oh, it was too bad. You might just as well have stayed and enjoyed yourself. Well, there isn't anything you can do. It's up to this man, whoever he is. But, but... As soon as he puts in a claim of some sort, why, we'll go into action. In the meantime, relax. <sighs> but I would like to point out to you that when you bought the property, I said to you... Yeah, yeah, that I know, you... I know, I know. All right, all right, all right. But no, no, you had a rush ahead. Yeah. You loved the view, as I recall. You had to have that property. Yeah, look, Jack, that, that is ancient history. I now, hope will you... so, but it may turn out to be contemporary history. We shall see. In the meantime... Relax. <laughs> you lawyers. Yes. Uh-huh. Was that all Jack said? What does he mean, relax? Uh, well, look, dear, I can't hang on the phone, darling. I've got to feed Bobby. Yes. Well, I couldn't stand it any longer, so I drove over to Mother's after you left this morning and got him. <laughs> Can you hear him? Oh, wait a minute. He's gurgling away. Hold on. I'll hold the phone down near him. Yeah, hold on, dear, just a second. Here, Bobby. Can you gurgle for Dad? Huh? Come on, darling. It's, da it's Daddy on the phone. You haven't seen him for a week. Come on. Please, Bobby, darling. Gurgle for Dad. Uh, hello, dear. Of course, they never open their mouths when you want them to. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. Do as Jack says. Relax. After all, he's a lawyer. All right. I'll see you tonight, dear. Goodbye. Yes, now, of course. Well, it's too late now, dear. Why didn't you do that when I had Daddy on the phone? Huh? Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Dibble. Come in, come in, come in. Hello there. Been, lo been looking for you all day. Well, I drove over to Casting my mother's to get the baby. Yep. Well, I wanted to tell you, that fellow was around again. Oh, the one who says he owns the property? Yeah. Did you talk to him? What did he say? No, I didn't talk to him. Why not? Well, he didn't say nothing to me. Oh, for goodness sakes, Mr. Dibble, why didn't you ask him what he intends to do? Well, that's no business of mine. I don't like to butt in. But I figured you ought to know he's been hanging around. Well, hanging around? Uh, I mean, what, what does he do? Oh, mostly he sets on the stone wall. He sat there quite a spell, just sort of looking out at the view over the lake. And he got out a notebook. Seemed to be sort of taking notes or drawing something. Couldn't tell which. Haven't, haven't you ever seen him before? Nope, and I've lived here all my life and never seen him before. How old a man is he? Well, I don't know. Now, that's a funny thing. You can't rightly tell. He, he could be any age. Strange man. And he talks strange, too. Well, do you think he's, uh, well, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, peculiar? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. He, he talks strange, but it makes sense. Well, my husband talked to a lawyer friend of his today, Jack Lundell. And Mr. Lundell said that until this man put in a claim or something, there wasn't much for us to do. Jack said we should just relax. Uh, that sounds like a lie, all right. Of course, I don't see how this could happen when the title was searched and all that. Uh, well, that's the way it goes. Well, not often, I guess, but sometimes that's the way it goes. Honestly, everything has cost so much now. Now, what if this man does own half our property? I suppose we'll have to buy it all over again. Yeah. 
And of course, he can charge you a pretty price, too. And with half the house on his property, he sort of got you where he wants you. I know. Of course, that's assuming he wants to sell. What do you mean? Well, he might not want to sell. But our kitchen and dining room is on his property. He has to sell. No, no. He don't have to. He nothing says he has to. Well, what would we do? Well, that's a mighty good question. Suppose you'd have to take the dining room and the kitchen, take them off and put them on somewhere else. Be a big job. A big job? Why, the house would be a mess. Put it on... Why would this look terrible? Now, this, uh... This liar your husband talked to... You a good liar? Well, he... Yes, I... I guess he's a good lawyer. He's a friend of ours, too. Friend, huh? Well, of course, ain't none of my business, as I say, but... Sometimes it ain't so good to have friends doing these things for you. If you know what I mean. Yes. Yes, I do know what you mean, and I'll speak to my husband the minute he comes home tonight. Well, for peace sakes, what's the matter with you? Jack Lundell's a darn good lawyer. Well, where did Jack go to school? Yeah, he went to, went to Harvard Law School. I guess that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, yes, yes. I think it's safe to say Harvard Law School is pretty good. Well, the point is, dear, and I think Mr. Dibble is absolutely right. Jack is also a friend. And you know as well as I do that when you get a friend to do something for you, dear, it never works out as well. Now, you know that. I know, you know I know. That. That's what they say. But look, I've already spoken to Jack about it. It would look funny if I went to somebody else now after I've talked to Jack about it. I mean, you can't do things like that. Well, wouldn't you rather it would look funny? Then to wind up having a, to slice the dining room and the kitchen off our new house and tack them onto the bay window in the living room? Seems to me that would look even funnier, dear. Well, I don't know what to do. I think we'd better just take Jack's advice and relax. Nothing to do anyhow until this fella puts in a claim or something. You know, it seems to me it's funny he hasn't come around and talked to us. Does he know we're living here in the garage? Yes. Yes, he does. He does? Mr. Dibble told him that yesterday. Oh, oh. Well, that's something I wanted to tell you. One of the workmen said... That when this man finished making notes or whatever he was doing in the in this notebook notebook he was sitting on the stone wall and, and drawing something in his note and he walked off and he kind of tipped his hat to the workman and he said, See you tomorrow. So I guess he's coming back tomorrow. Oh, oh well now look. You stay here all day and if he shows up, do you call me at the office and I'll come right home. Uh-huh. You got that clear yes, now? I will. You stay here all I day will. And, and, I will. and if he shows up, you call me at the office and I'll come right home. Now I want to get this settled one way or the other. This is this thing's getting on my nerves. I know. Well now you sit down and relax, dear. I'll call Betsy in to set the table and we'll have dinner. Now, tell me that it, it is inconceivable. It is absolutely inconceivable. With all the title searches that went on and all, all, all the money that we plunked in the building, uh, this, this house, all the problems we had now, yeah, now half of it is built on somebody else's property. I know. Half of I it is... know, dear. I know. I was yeah. thinking today, all the trouble we've had with this one house, you wonder how they ever got the pyramids built, don't you? Yeah. What? The pyramids. In Egypt. Never mind, dear. You relax. Maybe we'll know something by tomorrow.
Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunn with Madeline Pierce, John Shelley, and Dean Carlson and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.